0: Right, here we go. Yeah, that's working. It is working. Okay, so it's been a month since I last recorded the last one of these. Although, on your little feed in your podcast stream, it'll just be a week. Because, uh, uh, yeah, I said I was going to do one every week for a year. And from this point on, I will record them every week, whether I'm on holiday, whether I'm in hospital, whether I'm dead, Uh, yeah, they'll be recorded every week. But uh, yeah, I recorded two, didn't release them because I was like wondering what to do, wondering whether they were worthy of releasing. Um, but if you listen to this, you will realize that they were worthy of releasing, or at least I've deemed them so. Um, yeah, and then after I recorded the second one, I had a very busy few weeks, moved house, um, went on holiday, and then, yeah. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Now I'm uh, back at it again. And yeah, so I've moved house, I'm now living in Old Trafford as opposed to uh, Um And I'm actually now, so now we've got a new walking route which is exciting. Uh, I'm now actually coming up to the big old stadium um, where the Manchester United play. It's weird when I was younger football stadiums seemed like these magical places because you'd see them on telly You didn't see them on telly Um, real legendary places but as I've gotten older and moved about a bit I've lived within a mile of a couple of football stadiums Um, the Emirates in London and Old Trafford now and they just become you know just a thing just like any old building it's still pretty cool to see people flocking there and you see fans and their tops taking photos outside it but it becomes normalized um, but yes yeah, so I may be a little rusty again I mean we only did two weeks but we're back at it back at uh, First Thought Boon Thought. Episode three. It's, it's taking too long to actually announce that at the start of the episode. But uh, yeah, so this is my podcast where basically just press play, head out on a walk, spin a wheel um, featuring a number of film genres it decides my genre, and I come up with something on the spot about that thing, and so far we've had a sci-fi story, oh there's a goose in my path, oh the geese is, oh no the geese is hissing at me, the geese, get away geese. They are scary. I heard recently there are such things as guard geese. Guard goose, guard geese. They guard things, but, and I can see why. A geese. The hiss of a goose its not a pleasant sound. I'm just gonna get a stone out of my foot. Out of my shoe um, yeah so so far we have had a sci-fi story I had a musical and I was not uh, not well I don't mind a musical you know watching one but not a very musical person so I was not pleased when that was ended up on the wheel the wheel is boss and I played its tune um, rather tunelessly but I was quite happy with what came out actually um, yeah when you open your mouth things fall out of it and more often than not they tend to rhyme well if you try them to rhyme um, so yeah that is that is life um, but I am in the process of actually having to sell my beloved van that i spent all that time building over the last 18 months. Um, Yeah, it just... uh, I could have afforded to keep it if I was living in it full time, but a house and a van... uh, It's a tricky, tricky expenditure. So yeah, that might be the case. Um, But we're coming up to another couple of geese, and there's a very narrow pathway. How do you, how do you make geese stop being so defensive? Alright, you sneak around the back. There we go but yeah so I have this kind of like uh, constant worry about the van getting broken into but the I was reading this book recently called the practice of not thinking Um, because we could all do with thinking a bit less And the guy wrote it some sort of like monk. Uh, And he was like, he was just going on about how we should stop being attached to physical things and things like that. And I was like, yeah, fair point. But he was like, even he says this in the book, he goes, by the way, when I leave my bike in my garden, I don't lock it up. If it gets stolen, I just get another one. I think, oh well, and I get another one. It seems a very f- f- nice way to live, but surely it's cheaper just to get a lock. I don't know. It's if you can afford it, just buy loads of bikes. It's beautiful, but we can't all live like that. I kind of would like to have that uh, uh, attitude with my van, but you know. It's, it's an expensive thing. I can't just think, oh well. Anyway, I'm rambling now. I mean, that's the whole nature of this this business. I've even got a coffee for this. I Brought myself a coffee in a flask for this trip. So many. we're on along the Bridgewater Canal. We've got geese coming towards me, head on. I don't like the way they look at you. Yeah, so the Bridgewater Canal is, it's a different route to the Fallowfield Loop, features many geese. So I made I made a coffee. I think it tastes shite. It's so watery. So nice no, of the coffee. right, we should get on with uh, our story of the week. I think I'm putting it off because of the pressure. A lot of cyclists on this route. This route is full of cyclists and runners, very few walkers. But I guess maybe I wouldn't see the walkers because they're going the same pace as me. I'd only see them if they come in the opposite direction. <laughs> right, I've rambled for 10 minutes now having just looked at my little voice note. It's time to crack on with our story. Yeah, I think I've been delaying it because it's, uh, it's daunting. I don't know what, I'd... yeah, what's gonna come up? All right, we're gonna spin the wheel here we go what's it gonna be oh for fuck's sake kitchen sink it's a classic kitchen sink drama Ah, oh, I haven't even seen many of them really like I'm trying to think what like I can think of examples of ones uh, this is England is it? no, it's a coming-of-age like I know the film Tyrannosaur is one Saturday night Sunday morning is that one oh, why did I even put that in the uh, I don't know why I even put it in the list really um, and they're not easy to make that funny Um but I know that in, uh, in improv they say always welcome the, the offer, you know, don't say oh for fuck's sake, so you've got to welcome it, you've got to say kitchen sink drum, yeah let's have it. Right, the thing is they're always about this like they're often about domestic abuse and um, and things like that. Ah, all right, we're not going to have it about domestic abuse, are we? This we're keeping it light. Um, so, so the kitchen. So, what are the, the the main traits? It's like kind of you know your working class British family. Um, like things aren't going so well there's some trouble at home someone needs to break free maybe from the monotony of life uh, in the kitchen Um, I think this might be the most challenging one yet and a thermal on for this walk and I'm just getting really hot now Uh, right kitchen sink kitchen sink so part of me is tempted to just be like aha it's it's not kitchen sink in the genre it's about a kitchen sink salesman that would be a cop-out right so we've got mandy she's a single mom called mandy all right and she's always dreamed of being it's not not we're not going for singer dance so we're not going for a she's not dreamed of being a showgirl It's set in Manchester, right, so I'm in Manchester right now, let's let's use that for inspiration. We've got Mandy, and she's a single mum of three. She's had triplets, oh, God, Mandy. And... Right, let's get a pyramid scheme in there. She's, she's set her, what she dreamed of being, I don't know. She gets involved in the pyramid scheme, thing because she's, these are desperate times. She's had triplets, um, and the dad has died. I was just thinking in my head then, I was like, let's not make it bleak, let's not make it so he's left her. He's died, but that's also quite bleak. But she's, um, she's powering on and she's just trying to make ends meet. So she gets involved in a pyramid scheme and she is selling, what does she get, some sort of gambling thing. What is Mandy like? So she's she's uh, she's sarcastic. She's but she holds it together, and she likes to use uh, she likes to use humour to deflect uh, from the tragedy of her situation, perhaps. Um she puts on a tough exterior but deep down she can break she could break any time and sometimes she does break down in tears because it all gets too much for her because they haven't got much money the dad maybe he was involved in crime yeah but he was a good guy <clears throat> he was doing it for the the sake of his family, like Walter White, but it didn't go mad. He was like a reluctant criminal, and I only like petty crime, like victimless crime like I reckon he was was he killed in through some sort of gang dispute, yeah, maybe that um so he's Under a bridge now, in, uh, on the, along the Bridgewater Canal, and there's a little quote that says, From these are uh, interviews in which I steal from all I may be or have been before to mingle with the universe and feel what I can ne'er express yet cannot feel. Well. Interesting. Don't know who that is a quote from. But it's written on a bridge. So where have we got to. We got Mandy. Uh, the she's putting her on a tough. All right. Excuse me. Mandy's putting her on a tough outer to exterior. I'm going through the really kind of like industrial part of kind of Salford, Manchester at the moment there's uh, shipping containers and trucks and all that sort on either side of me but i'm sure it creates a nice atmosphere for you for your ears on your potty. i think i prefer this route especially nice during the day nice it's got quite, quite sunny right back to the story because the thing is, unlike musical, unlike sci-fi, it's hard for this to have a proper beginning, middle and end. Not much happens. Because um, it's more of a character study. Uh, right, we've got Mandy. Here she is. She's had her triplets. They're one. They're all sat around the dinner table. They're spitting their food out. But her husband... Oh do you reckon yeah maybe she this, this is this is this could be something and this is territory that uh it's, it's territory I haven't really gone down before but it's cause it's quite gritty and maybe not even any jokes in it. Um So her husband or partner, the father of her triplets. At the time, like she'd had flings before, sure she had, but this guy, this guy, uh, Dan, he was, he was the one basically, you know, they, they were, it was a very rapid romance, but she could see them being together for forever. Um, But he was involved in some sort of like illegal gambling stuff. Pigeon just flew out from a little crack. Um, Yeah, illegal gambling, but like he didn't go around to people's houses and break their legs and stuff. It was just like betting on things that you know weren't that you know well regulated like um um what kind of things like like whether weather. Like you remember that football player who ate a pie at half time and then got in trouble? Like silly bets like that. But Bookkeepers don't often take on. It um, just that's the kind of gambling that he ran, and he just it was all a bit of a laugh. But he, um, oh, we're meeting a fellow walker coming the other way. Uh, chopping at that so uh, so he was involved in illegal gambling, but there was a rival or maybe he got into maybe he did the gambling she she gets his debts. He was doing well at the gambling, yeah, maybe that. So he got into some dodgy gambling deals. Um, Okay. All right, okay, okay, so now I'm thinking this story takes place over 20 years and we see the growth of the triplets and they take on they get on different paths, a bit like um, *City of God*, the film about um, the favela in Brazil, where the two brothers get on different paths. Um, this is about three triplets, um, but also about the how the mum raises them. So their dad, he. It wasn't involved in illegal gambling. Like, he didn't run the gambling thing. He um, was doing some gambling to um, to help provide for the kids. Maybe he was like fixing it a bit. Maybe it was like that pie thing. So do you remember there was a footballer, goalkeeper, bit of a big lad, uh, and there was a bet. Someone put a bet on that he would eat a pie at half time or something like that, or in the stands, and then he did eat a pie. Then he got in trouble. I can't kind of remember the ins and outs of it, but it didn't seem fair on the keeper at in the, in the time because once that bet had been made, whatever he did, he'd be affecting it. If he knew the bet was on, what if he just wanted a pie? They shouldn't have allowed that bet to happen. Um So and then he got but in trouble. Looking at Atlanta or Manchester. So Yeah, so this guy the dad what do he say he's called Dan. And he he kind of Yeah, he tried to fix a bet that was like something like that. It wasn't uh, this guy's gonna eat a pie at lunchtime, it was it was involved in football it was that the ref would scratch his ass. Yeah, and but he did this, so he made sure the ref would scratch his ass by putting um, some of those little berries, rose hip berries, like he rubbed them somehow. He got into the ref's changing room and then rubbed them in the ref's underpants. And, um, yeah, so the ref did scratch his ass. So they were meant to pay out, because he'd put this bet on. But then the people that he'd, uh, the people that he'd, so they did pay out, um, actually the people he put the bet on with. It was some like, illegal like, gang or whatever. And then, but then later, they found out from the ref or just through word of mouth that um, he'd put these berries in his pants, um, which are very itchy. Um, So then they um, tried to make your man Dan pay it back. He didn't, um, and then he went on the Dan went on the run, and then drowned. I think, yeah. They were chasing him through. Oh yeah, they're chasing him along the canal that I'm on right now, and he fell in and drowned. Okay, So that's Dan. Um. A little aside, um, yeah, this canal, they were often, um, a few years ago people were, the news was talking about this like, um, Manchester pusher, the canal pusher, uh, so it created a bit of fear amongst the community. Um, But um, yeah, so a lot of people were quite scared to walk along the canal. Then I had one friend, who I just heard this from another friend. He said to him, he said, "Oh, I don't, I don't want to work to walk down the canal at night." And he was like, "Oh, why? Do you, do you think people might think?" No, damn, I've ruined it now. He said, "Oh." Yeah, I don't want to walk down the canal at night. And he's like, why not? You're scared of getting pushed in. And he said, no. People might think that I'm the pusher. And it was uh, an interesting insight into his way of thinking. Um, so, but I think that whole pusher thing was uh, a bit of hysteria, to be honest. Um I think it was people just falling in from being drunk a lot of the time. For Sure, a couple of the bodies were probably um, bad, like, malicious, but, um, yeah, a lot of them were probably um, just people not being too careful. Anyway, so we've got our man Dan. Right, Dan, I've got people on my tail now. I need to get away. Right, I'm going to have a little sip of coffee. So, uh, Dan, yeah, so he got in trouble with them. And so his debt basically got passed on to Mandy And she's like I'm just trying to do Manchester. So she the people come around to their door. So these these are these gang people who he put the bet on their kind of like they're kinda of like the Cray twins or something. They're like Look Mandy. Your man, I know he's a good man, but he's uh a debt is a debt, and he's. Well, actually, he wasn't a good man. And he, uh, you know, he, he he might have tried to be good by you, but you know, you've got to be good by everyone. And uh, he was trying to make a living through malicious means, putting uh, rose hip berries in uh, underpants, and that's just not on. So. I'm afraid to say, Mandy, that uh, he uh, encountered a lot of debt with us. Sometimes I'm a bit Australian. And, uh, and uh, so that debt's uh, been passed over to you. Well, I'm sorry to say, Mandy. Uh, but that is the way uh, the debts work. Um, so, yes, you've got, uh, got a month. Uh, actually, I'll give you six months. And, uh, yeah, if you could uh, get that, uh, we'll call it 1500 pounds over to us within, uh, actually no, 1500 pounds. Yeah, 1500 pounds. Now actually it's a month, it's a month, you've got to get 1500 pounds over to us. Um, And uh, if you could do that, that'd be really, it'd be really swell. Um, because, you know, that wasn't fair for us to give that money to him because it, just, it wasn't fair on the referee either. He's caught a dreadful rash that's not gone away for a good month now. So, you know, it's, it's a tragedy about the loss of, uh, loss of Dan, but, uh, you know, that's a debt. And so Mandy's like, oh for fuck's sake for fuck's sake mate. That's just not on. Well you know I've got I've got three kids here and they don't have a dad now. And and yeah. Like, oh fuck's sake so yeah, that's that's just not that's just not great for me right now. You know, I've got these get these guys, they won't eat the dinner, and now I've got to get fifteen hundred quid to you in a month. You know, can I not have six months? You know, you did just say six months. No, no, I did I did say that, but uh, but but then I realised that was a bit too long. You know, it. To add to it, a little bit of pressure on you, a little bit, a little bit of dramas of well the situation. Uh, a month, you know, fifteen hundred pounds in six months. You've just got to save, like, fifty fifty quid a week or something. You know, it's not that hard, is it? So uh, I'm just kind of putting the pressure on. You know, one month, fifteen hundred quid. A bit more drama, hey? Eh? She's like yes, yes. That's just not that's uh I see uh, your urge to create oh, I can't I can't slip into that Manchester accent that well Manchester you know, I do live here and I'm hearing it all the time <laughs> It's hard to it's hard to slip in and out of like Australia, New Zealand, because they're quite broad. Manchester. So it's, like, it's not, it's not right, is it? It's not right. It's not right. So she's like, you know, come on. I've got, I've got kids here. I, got, I don't, I know you want to create drama, but I've got, got to look after these guys. And uh, you know, 50, 50 quid a week would still be that would still be pretty tough for, you know, a, a woman like me with three kids. I've got no job, you know. I've got no job. He was my income. What? I mean, yeah, actually, just looking after these guys is my job. How do you expect me to earn a living? And then they're like, well, you know, it's, it's that's not really, it's neither here nor there. It's not that's not my problem, is it? Uh, it's, uh 1,500 quid in a month, or, well, I hate to say what will happen, but uh, I guess we'll be off now. So, that's what happened. So, they, oh, should I, t- I think I'm going to take my jacket off, actually. So... He shuts the door. I can't... We haven't given a name to those guys yet. They, these the two guys. They're like... Aussie, New Zealand gang people. I thought they were London at first, but... When I heard them talk... They sounded a little bit more Australian, so... I guess that must be where they're from. Sometimes you can... You don't know until you hear someone talk, really, do you? Um, so So They shut the door and then Mandy is back with the kids and she's sat at the table and there She gets back she'd left them for like five minutes for this conversation and they, they've they all been at the dinner table these one-year-old kids and she gets back in and each one of them has got a dinner like the bowl they were eating food and uh, in their little baby trays and each one has got a bowl of food on their head but the weird thing is it's not the bowl that they were eating from it's like they've all like Past there, they've all put a bowl on the head of the person next to them. It was, re- it was really like weird. Um, and one of them is giggling with glee, and his name is Glen. And another, he is wailing in distress, and his name is, um, and his name is, uh, um, his name is Taz, Taz? That's the name, yeah, he's called Taz. And, um, and then the third, it just has a really stern face on them, they're just like, what the fuck's going on, like, what the why have you done this they're just like they're not they just they're like pissed off but they just kind of they don't see the joy or the pain really of it all they are just like almost tired of life already by the age of one and their name is um, Paddy okay so we've got Taz the angry no Taz the crying one Glenn, the gleeful one, and Paddy, the um, kind of just pissed off, tired of life one. We're kind of walking towards um, Sail at this point now. Um, yeah, I don't know when to turn around, because I don't know, I anyway, know how like halfway through, Let's see how long would it all would have been, 40 minutes? Probably is about halfway through. Maybe it's about time to turn around. Do I go through Longford Park and then go along the roadway, but then get to... Um, now let's keep walking. Just keep walking. So, where are we at? We've got, we're still at the body opening, so that's what's kicked things off. She's like, all right. So now I need to get this debt, but she's got kids to look after. She's like a bit of an Erin Brockovich kind of gal. All right. So what she does is she, she. How does she make this money? Does she start gambling instead? or does she join a pyramid scheme? What is her, what is the kind of flaw that she needs to overcome? I guess, yeah, she's been a very stay at home person, Um, let her husband go out and earn a living. Well, she's been looking after the kids, of course, which is work, but she's kind of like, seen the earning money maybe as, you know, the man's domain and the other bits is the woman's domain, and then she's so what she needs to do, she's got to take on both, and she ain't gonna let no man do anything for her or break her kneecaps uh, as these guys kind of vaguely threaten to do. Um, God, it's really hot now actually. Maybe it's t shirt weather. Um, where have we got to? How does she earn this money? I'm thinking pyramid scheme, but pyramid schemes are bad. But maybe she realizes she got the gift of the gab. Or is it gambling? Does she? But then we can't just like. And you know gambling. Maybe it's a cautionary tale about gambling. Gambling can get you into messes. Gambling can get you out of messes. Um, maybe she just enters into legitimate gambling. Something she can do from home. That's not, well, <laughs> what the thought that come to my mind then was like matched betting. Like, you know, that kind of th- betting where you just use um, the free bets you can get from some betting websites and then you kind of bet against the team on one website and you bet for the team on another and then you use the free bet you got from that website and then it's basically a means of making endless profit but that would not be very dramatic maybe she actually just gets into like legitimate sports betting like not about betting who's gonna eat a pie and who's gonna scratch their ass. She actually like studies teams. And she's yeah what her skill is is reading people's forms, their personality and actually the gossip columns. She 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 loves it. She loves a bit of take a break, whatever, but she follows the wags and that. So she knows, she follows them on Twitter on Instagram, whatever. She knows when one of the players maybe had a bad day at home, going through trouble at home. So they may not be on top form. And so, she um, starts uh, kind of using that skill to study these players. And then she gets into like betting, um, yeah, on Premier League football games, but just by kind of more like tracking the emotions of the players. Um, And it doesn't work every time, but she's got a little knowledge that um, others don't have. Maybe she does, she talks to her her dad about what's actually happening like like she works with her dad about um, her dad tells you what like what their form in football terms is and she will be like ah but you see judging by um all my references are old. I was just about to say, first I was about to say Colleen Rooney, then I was about to say Christine Lampard, their Instagram, whatever. But neither of them really play anymore. They're both managers. But that could affect things. Okay. Judging by Christine Lampard's Instagram, Frank. Um, Frank didn't sleep last night because the kids, we're keeping him up all night so he's gonna be a te- bit tetchy so I wouldn't bet on whatever team he manages now and uh, that ends up doing all right um, she starts very small like a couple of quid to start with she bets against whatever team Frank Lampard manages See, so I don't know this stuff either I know it used to be Chelsea, but it still is, um, and then she does well off that bet. She gets like, that's two quid. It turns into 10 quid. She puts a tenner on, um, on, um, and then she's like, Oh, then she's following, I don't know who the new wags are of like, players that are playing nowadays. Like, I couldn't name any, I think one of the, the footballer going out with a Little Mix person, I think. Or a Saturdays person. I don't know. Wayne Bridge just getting out of Frankie from the Saturdays, but does he even play? That's the thing, all the, uh, you have to go for the managers really, the wives and girlfriends of the managers, cause all these young lads that are still playing, they don't, they haven't settled down yet. You don't know who they're going out with. Well, I don't, anyway, but maybe she does. Um, so, just thinking maybe I should turn around keep going then we'll walk home through the park Um, so yeah actually so I think that she actually does really well Uh, she loses it all on this is a bit like uncut gems now she loses it all on like one game she's really into the gambling like she's got like five days left and she's made a thousand pounds. Um, and then, well, she's stupid, she bets 500 quid on one of these games because she could just bet smaller and just make the 1500 and then she could give it back to the guys, but she gets a bit too, um, a bit too keen. And then it's like, well, why make, why make just 1500 when I can make three grand? And um, so she, she puts too much on and then she loses it all. So she's back down to 500. And now she's got like two or three days left till these gang people are gonna come round, and um, they're gonna demand the money again. So, And she, um, so she, yeah, she bets just five hundred this time. She gets it back to, she's like between United and Watford. And everyone's thinking you've got to go for United, you know, they've got um they're on top form, they've got all the best players uh and everything. And but then she's like, ah, but you know, I've been reading recently that um uh I'm trying to think of some place for United. One of their players, um, he Well, she was like, no, well, you say that, but um, I was watching his partner on Snapchat last night, and he was playing with the kids, and I noticed a a way that he walked, he's clearly got underlying ankle injury. And they were like, come off it. Everyone's like, no, you can't bet on Watford. Look, look, Man United are obviously gonna win. no one's heard about this ankle injury we would know about it but lo and behold he pulls up um oh this is the tension yeah so they're watching the game this is like she thinks oh fuck. so they've got man united have gone two nil up and uh within 30 minutes and this player who she said has got an underlying ankle injury is I literally can't name any Man United players right now. Um Sergio Aguero, does he still play for them? Let's go for Aguero. Um so she's like no Aguero look he's gonna he's gotta he's gotta pull up soon he's gotta and they're like no look United are gonna run away with it then 35 minutes he twists his ankle and she's like, yes. And uh, it's she's like, mm, should I be cheering at somebody twisting their ankle? Cause it does look like he's in a lot of pain, but she needs that money. So they've gone to him down. He has to get stretched off. Everyone looks at uh, Mandy. So she's in the pub watching it with her dad and mum and cousins. She's like, fucking come on. And uh, yeah, so that has happened, and um, and then just before the second, just before the end of the first half, Watford get one back. Come on, she says. Right, so we're into the second half now. Um, we're at like. And now, actually, so during the little bit between first half and second half, her dad's like, "You know what, Mandy? You might be onto something here. I doubted you before, but this little, this this Instagram, Snapchat, stalking business, it might be something good." And uh, she's got the triplets with her, Um, and again. Uh, Glenn is all happy and sh- shaking his... Um, he's got these little maracas for some reason it's just like a little baby toy but he's shaking his maracas and um, and Taz is uh, still crying and he's um, he's ripped he's got this little minion and he's ripped all the arms and legs off it, and he's thrown the stuffing on the floor. And then you've got Paddy, who is oh, I didn't realise that under maiden name. Pity. He's I oh know, I oh know. The other one's having a paddy, uh, but Paddy is just stern, saying nothing, and just kind of like spits his dummy on the floor, in a very Maggie Simpson-esque way. Um, so. <laughs> just, I'm just walking past a lot of houseboats at the moment and one of them is called Rising from the Hashish interesting Yeah. So they're watching the football game and it's going well. Um, well, it's going all right. They're back to two-one. Second half starts. Sixty minutes. Watford equalise. Yes. So she's like, in, come on!" And uh, she's like, "She's going to be able to pay back the debts um, of um, yeah of her husband Dan." And just then, just then, the the little gang people, they walk into the pub and they sit down next to her. And they say, hello, Mandy. Say hello, Mandy, I'll hear you've uh, got a little wager on this one, eh? She's like, yeah. What the fuck do you care, Mel? You know it's, uh, it's three days before uh, three days before uh, your little deadline. Wouldn't want uh, wouldn't want to have to do anything uh, painful to you. She's like, you touch me or my kids, and you're the one that will be in pain. And they're like, well, I, you know, I don't think that's the case because I'm part of a big conglomerate gang. I'm like, and like, if if your if your dad, for example, comes after me, then you know, people will come after him. So it's just it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a situation you'd want to get involved in because it's just a little chain reaction that'll happen there. And, just, I think there'd be more pain than it's worth, really. She's like, Well, you better hope that then I then, uh, Watford win this game then. Now she's gone Australian as well. Um, so, they Watford equalise. Then, 77th minute, Manchester go one up again she's like dreading and she's got this real sick feeling in her stomach um oh I'm just going past there's a, a van that's got about seven dogs in it yeah. wow that is a real dog sitting business um. So, she yeah went Manchester. More go one up, eighty third minute. Watford equalize again. Ninety first minute. Watford get the win. She leaps up in her chair, and and she is thrilled. And uh, all the babies are actually thrilled at this point. Um. They are all gleeful, so that's lovely. Um, right, so she's got the money. She's pretty thrilled. The family are all overjoyed, um, and she, um, yeah. So, so overjoyed. The family are, yeah, thrilled. She heads down to the bookies, and the, the gang—they follow the two guys, the Aussie blokes. They're like, "May as well come get you. Come get what you are just now, then, eh?" And then she's begrudgingly, she's like, "You slimy bastards! You—you um, you can't fucking wait one second, can you? You kills my man, and now..." you're going to ruin my family you know how much we could do with this 1500 quid but no you just want to get some new wheels for your car don't you and uh and he's like yes basically yes yes uh, that's, that's true um, I recently scuffed them up a bit and I just kind of wanted to improve them a little bit okay you know we've all got our needs and then so they go to the bookies she gets a 1500 quid uh, hands over to him very begrudgingly and is like well it wasn't so hard was it now let's hope that's the last we see of each other and she's like you better hope it is and she she kind of, she's in tears seeing the back of that 1,500 quid because, you know, she's got these triplets and she's like, she also had quite a thrill from the, uh, it's the most excitement she's had in a long time, the whole betting, and she kind of, it's a bit, a bit sad to see the back of it and she almost like see the back of him because without that reason she felt like, she couldn't justify the gambling anymore. She felt like she had to take a more sensible route. Um, but she, what she'd really found was a love of football. So, that's just the start of the film. I'm going to rush through the, the rest of it now actually I think because how far through are we? Oh, we're just coming up to an hour. Um, and we're just coming on to the River Mersey now. So she'd found a love of football really but also a love of the kind of excitement of whether you're going to win or lose. Um, so We skip to five years in the future. Uh, Six, seven years, so. She gets two of her, well, she signs up her three kids to the local football team. Um, One of them, one of them, the the Gleeful one he's alright, he has a good game but it's not that um not that good, but he like, you know, he'll come along, he has a bit of a laugh. The other one, the real uh, cry whaley one, he um is not so good, he kind of like doesn't really stand up for himself in the tackles. Um, and then the stern one, he is actually really good. Um, and he, you know, hes uh, they think he's gonna be the next big thing. So these kids are older now. And then we cut to, and she, so Mandy is now, uh, What does she do? She... She's started... um, She's just kind of started... They're going to school. She's just started doing reception work again. But she's like a bit... She's kind of lost that excitement that she had from that betting again, actually. She's a bit she's kind of longing for those uh those days and she kind of gets it a bit when she goes to watch the kids play football she really gets into it and like the other parents on the on the side of the pitch look at her as if she's like who's she because she's like going fucking come on again but she's just passionate you know um cut to a year later the the coach of their team, is going to step down, and he's like, "Well, you know, unless unless someone else steps up to be the coach, then um, I don't think the team's going to have to fold." And she's like, "You can't do that. You can't do that." And. Um, And, uh, well, and he's like, well, sorry, I have to. So I'm just wondering which way to go. Because um, the road is saying that way. Which way do I want to go? I want to go this way. OK. Um, right. Um are we at i just lost my train of thought yeah so basically we know where this is going she steps up and she's like right I'll fucking manage them then alright uh, then they're all like what you don't know anything about football and she's like you don't know the half of what I know and uh, they're like right, go on then and so she steps up And the team were kind of middle, mid table before then, but she's pretty brutal as a, as a manager, particularly for a team of eight year olds. And, uh, but she gets them in a shape and the next season they're winning things. Um, She gets her coaching badges and she is winning things. Um, But, it's a kind of brutal, this film's, this film's going all over the place. Um, thing is, because I'm, as I'm talking, I'm also thinking ahead as to where it's going. So yeah, so she, remember I said, one of the players was not so good. Wasn't that into it, the kind of more, what's he called again? Taz, Taz gets in her tears. Yeah, maybe there's the link, Glenn is gleeful. Paddy, he doesn't really get in a paddy, he just stays very stern. Um, He he actually drops out aged. So we're we're kind of cutting through, we're skipping a few years at time here. Um, We'll cut forward to age 13, like the team doing really well. And um, actually she, She's doing really well as a manager. She gets called up to manage the um, kind of local, like county team. So she, all the best players in the county. And so she's like, oh, brilliant. Um, It's weird how this this film was taking a real turn. Um, But, uh, um, but the thing is, only one of her sons is actually good enough, and that is Paddy, to play for the county. Um, and uh, so she she moves, Paddy's actually already at the county team and she moves there to manage them. She's very stern. And uh, the other son, um, uh, Pad, uh, Glenn, He's quite happy to stay at that other team, the like small local team, because he's just there for the fun of it. Taz, he's just like right. I'm, you know, this stuff's not for me. I'm dropping out. That was a bad turn for him, because as soon as he didn't have the uh, commitment of the the team, that thing to work towards every week, kind of lost his way a bit, and he um, started going down the wrong road and hanging out with the wrong people and the trouble is the mum, Mandy, she, all her focuses were now on this new team so she kind of lost track of uh, Paddy uh, and and they started having all these arguments and next thing you know he's um, you know he's got into drug dealing Um, And he's actually started working for um the the guys this is the real tragedy of it the guys that and that got his father killed um so how old are they 13 14 that's bad um now the thing is i've started we're going down this road i mean in the movie not in the in my physical sense I don't know where we're gonna end up it's like we've kind of almost developed into a whole TV series now this is not a 90-minute film there's too much going on it's two films together Um, so she's focused on the county team she's focused on that her son Glenn he's quite happy doing what he's doing he's you know pretty content um he's a good kid um but um paddy has all this vent up frustration no taz has all this vent up pent up frustration um like taz from tasmania and he um kind of feels neglected and because he wasn't good at football um and, um, so, yeah. I'm Trying to think is this going to have a happy ending or not. I think it might be a bit of both. Cut to a few years time. Paddy has gone pro and Mandy is now managing a championship team as well but a different team she's managing Watford ironically although Watford are in the Premiership now right she's managing a Premiership team she's managing Watford who were they kind of not ironically even they were the team that kind of got her out of the mess in the first place and um gave her this love of football and um, She's managing them, and Paddy is playing for um, Yeovil Town, who, you know, they're all right. He's doing well for himself, he's he's happy, and... But, um, me has left home, uh, Taz has left home, he's ran away. And she's kind of like, now, uh, she's had to kind of forget about him basically. She tried, she tried for a bit to keep him home, but she eventually had to forget about him. Then she gets some news that he's been killed um, um, in some sort of gang fight. Oh um, my god, this is dark. This is dark. Can we get a happy ending? She decides to. Um, they're like 18. She decides to quit. don't oh, know what's on it. I always get confused about the way out of here. I think it's this way. Um, I'm kind of stuck where to go from in this, well, in movie land and in film land. No, we don't want to go that way. Where do you want to go? <laughs> do I want to go that way? Oh, this is, I should edit this, or I should at least keep talking because this is getting Boring, I'm sure. Or should I turn around and go right through Turn Moss Fields? Let's walk through Charlton. Yeah, let's walk along here. Right, right, we need to conclude this because I'm getting, you know, I'm getting lost and I, I don't know how we can actually come to a proper conclusion. I'm saying, look, she's, she's, when her son dies in this gang fight, she's realized how neglected she's been and this is, this is actually the tragedy of the whole situation. Um, is as she's stayed a single parent kind of out of maybe dedication out of love for Dan in the first place but also out of a sort of rejection of men as a whole but this is the tragedy of the situation as a single parent she can't dedicate herself to both her job and her kids it seems she's um so yeah. Uh, so, she, when her son dies she quits her job at Watford after one season, even though she's doing pretty well there, um, to focus on her other two kids and they're at the funeral and yeah that's when she tells them she's quitting and they're like they're like mum you don't need to like we can sort ourselves out and she's like no i can't i need to you know i need to be there for you you guys can i will go to lower league football again this pro-life is uh taking it out of me uh, this is real dark, and I, I'm, I'm quite disappointed that it's ended this way if, if I was to rewrite it, I would definitely try and make for a happier story, but yeah um, She takes a backseat dedicates to the care of her other two kids in the end um, What's his name Paddy becomes like premiership level, he earns a lot of money so he can actually pay to put his other brother through university. He can also make life a lot easier for his mum and in the end she's, you know, she's had a hard life, she's lived a lot but she goes back down to managing local level football But it does a bloody good job of it, Um, and she gets her little, she gets her thrill, she gets her kicks from that, but um, yeah, there's a lot of tragedy that's filled her life, a lot of death, and there's a lot of cyclical nature of father and son behaviour, but c'est la vie, and that is the end. yeah we've gone on the right journey um both physically in my state, I've walked from walked from Old Trafford uh around um the canal, then onto the Mersey, and now I've ended up into southern shortlton um but it's also emotionally in that film, we started off with a story of uh, Father trying to look out for his family gets killed The mum has to repay his debts finds a passion in gambling, but really an excitement in um, the, the, the in football and winning and losing and that sort of thing um, And then And then she gets devoted to that loses track of her Some of her kids, one of her kids takes the wrong road, he gets killed, she has to retire from uh, championship level football managing. Um, Son, one son becomes pro, the other son goes to university. Um, Well, premiership pro, so. Yeah, it's, you know, there's not actually many laughs in that, and this is the kind of, almost feel weird for putting something out there that actually sounds quite serious Um, but i don't know it's it's not bad actually it's not bad Um, and if you'll excuse all the little bits where i've lost my train of thought lost track of my thinking then that would be lovely because i ain't editing this that is the beauty of first thought, boon thought. It's not for the. Um, it's not for those that need something punchy. This is something just to immerse yourself in and follow my train of thought, which sounds egotistical when I say it like that. But why? Why not my train of thought? Why follow your own train of thought? Mine's better. I'm kidding. Um, so, yeah, now all we need to do is come up with a name for this film, so, I mean, yeah, well, this uh, this kind of shouts out to me and this seems very obvious, surely it's got to be called The Beautiful Game, but I can't believe there hasn't been a film called that already, but it's going to be called The Beautiful Game, and... That is that. It's as simple and easy peasy as that. There we have it. Right. I guess that's it. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we've come on quite a journey. Um, so, I guess all I have to say is uh, what do I usually say at the end of these things? Yeah. Thanks for listening. Hope you've, uh, I do about something, but experience something. So uh, yeah, have a good week and uh, see you next time for First Thought Boon Talk. Goodbye!